Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers. On the broadcast today, we're talking water or the lack of it with Kyle Rorink, Executive Director of the Great Basin Water Network. Here for the whole show on an all new Nevada Newsmakers. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. Hi, I'm Renee Summerauer, digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the valley. From Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube and more. Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and LVRJ.com. Pro Group Management specializes in providing industries with the necessary components to satisfy and exceed workers' comp requirements. Every business has unique needs and specific regulations. Pro Group Management stays ahead of the curve, providing up-to-date services to keep your industry in top form. Discover how we simplify your tasks, improve efficiency, and reduce expense to keep you moving in a positive direction. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Nevada Newsmakers Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers Broadcast Headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're pleased to welcome, always pleased to welcome back to the program, Kyle Rorink. He is Executive Director of the Great Basin Water Network. Um, I don't think that I have ever heard John Ensminger as strident as he has been in talking about the water situation along the Colorado River, ever. Um, your thoughts on where we are at this point? Well, John, I think more than ever before, is facing a situation where the third straw may really be a, uh, a lifesaver. And, so and for folks that don't understand, this is the straw that was built um, that allows them to take water from Lake Mead, even if it drops down to what's called Deadpool. Yeah, below Deadpool, I think they can take it until elevation like 875 and Deadpool's at... Uh, 895. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and that's what the hydrologic modeling is showing is that in certain circumstances with some bad winters and uh, use patterns that don't change in the next couple of years, you could be there. Um, so, you know, John has to be out front. I think uh, he, his, uh, his words also come from a place of frustration because we've heard this time and time again for really the past two years is that, well, we're working on a plan, we're working on a plan, six more weeks, two months, 
you know, 40 days, 80 days, 90 days, and then we still get nothing. I, you know, I could recite a number of, you know, policy proposals and actions that have been put forth, but all we're seeing is is the same thing over the past couple of years as the elevations at our nation's two largest reservoirs are declining, and for water managers that have to serve millions of people, that's uh, that's a pretty uh, scary reality to face. Um, Pat Mulroy used to say, um, the predecessor to John, um, that it was good that the, the states were having discussions among themselves and getting things resolved without the input of the federal government. Now you have the federal government laying down markers but not necessarily accomplishing the goals here. D you know, I've, I've said this on the show many times before, uh, for Harry Reid to get the Truckee River Operating Agreement done took 30 years. And that was not nearly as consequential. It was for Northern Nevada, but not nearly as consequential as dealing with the Colorado River. Um, is, is the federal government being involved a good thing or a bad thing in terms of trying to get this thing resolved? I think it is a good thing. Uh, a few months ago it was announced that we were going to do what we call a supplementary uh, environmental impact statement on, I'll give you more word salad, on the 2007 interim guidelines, which is basically the foundation for current uh, river management operations. And so the Fed has come in, basically swooped in and said, well, we need to figure out something quickly. The current framework isn't working. Um, and, and they gave the states, uh, I think, plenty of time to avoid this, but it, but it just wasn't happening. So you know, now we're all, uh, you know, all, everyone who has an interest in the river, whether you're a water user or, you know, you have environmental interests, you're a tribe, everyone's writing comments right now, putting forth what they think should be done. Uh, to do this, and really, I, I think, you know, quite simply, you may ask this in a minute, but we need to manage for, for our inputs more than we just manage about maintaining reservoir levels, because that's really what's happening. We, we have bank accounts that we're depleting, and it's because we're not considering what is going in versus what is coming out. So, um, it's, I, I think that's really what needs to be done. Um. Part of what needs to be done, and to an extent it is being done a little bit, is for California to deal realistically with their needs and what is available on that river. Yeah, I mean, everyone points at California, and you know, I think it was surprising this summer um, when you know, we have these schedules of cuts in place that have been put in place by the management agreements over the past 15 years where we, the, the federal government's modeling, which triggers these levels of cuts, didn't get us to a tier that would have included California. I think a lot of people were scratching their heads at that, but you kind of, you have to go with the systems that you have in place to make these cuts, and, and the Fed's modeling just wasn't getting us to a point where it would trigger California to be included. Um, but we have seen entities, the, the largest water rights holder on the river, uh, say that they're going to put up considerable acre footage of water. I think many people want to see more. I, I often think of, of Arizona uh, really as the problem because, you know, I look at, I look at things uh, according to how the laws are written. And uh, when you look at the priority doctrine, you know, the, the Central Arizona project is actually, uh, you know, really in, uh, I would say, 
not a world of trouble, but but when you look at where they stand on the hierarchy, uh, you know that's like that's really where you need to start looking. I think a lot of those irrigators in California, they don't have to do anything under the law. So we're also what we're dealing with is is a legal system that really didn't foresee this day. Just like with the infrastructure that that everybody is so desperately trying to save. You know, it wasn't built for a day like this. They never foresaw this. I think especially you can look at Glen Canyon Dam and, and Lake Powell for that uh, type of um, you know, myopic view of, you know, they just never expected this well, to happen. But so. Also, wasn't it the fact that when they put these rules in place and the amounts in place, um, that it was um, during a period of very wet years that have not been replicated in decades? Uh, you, I, I think from an overly simplified viewpoint, that's, I, that's I, where I, I come from. I think, <laughs> I think that is that is a way to look at it. I think uh, there were scientists, uh, in you know, at the turn of the century, who did know that there were very very dry periods on the river as well, and everybody ignored it back then because everybody just wanted to believe that there would be an abundance of water forever, you know, just plenty of 18 million acre foot years, 20 million acre foot years to always get us by. And I think even when you look 15 years ago, when we built this management framework, now known as, as the interim guidelines, they spent more time, you know, focusing on surplus, how they would dole out surplus, then they would uh, figuring out what they would do in very, very dry periods, even though you had plenty of scientific modeling showing that where we are today was very likely to happen, but they just ignored it. And so I think water managers who have been on the Colorado River for 15, 20 years are partly to blame for this because they did not want to face the reality that, that this was coming. And they had plenty of evidence to demonstrate that this was coming. Um, when you look at Utah, for example, and you seem to have let them off the hook at this point, um, that's another place that's not, it doesn't appear in southern Utah that they're dealing with reality as far as water goes. They're getting better. Uh, St. George uh, just announced that it's going to do a turf buyout program. Oh, really? Um, oh. So, you know, that's, Great. That, that's been within the past uh, month or so. And I think, uh, you know, it's... One good thing is that I don't think the federal government will move forward anytime soon on permitting for a disastrous project like the Lake Powell Pipeline. But we're starting to see those little things uh, like the turf buyouts come into play and tighter watering restrictions in the summer. So it, it's taken a while, but I think Utah's seeing the writing on the wall. I mean, they have, they have a paper water right where they can, to some extent, say, hey, we, you know, we have uh, a larger entitlement than, than what we're getting, though I think that could be argued legally as well. But, I mean, the reality is if, if they want to grow like they want to grow in a, in a place like St. George, uh, they have to do things differently, and they can't just keep wasting everybody's time and, and taxpayer money on trying to pursue the, the Lake Powell pipeline because, again, Lake Powell, um, is in a whole lot of trouble right now. Well, and, and you know, St. George is growing like a weed. It's crazy. I, I just drove through there uh, last week, and you know, the, every time you go through, there's just more and more subdivisions and shopping malls and things going up. And so 
you know, it's, uh, that's what they want to do down there. When you look at the Metropolitan Water District, it seems like they are working with Southern Nevada Water Authority to come up with some good plans. Um, but are you hearing anything from the Imperial Valley Water District? Well, I mean, Met and uh, Met and, and Imperial have been working together for years. I think uh, you can look at what uh, what it's called the QSA, the Quantitative Settlement Agreement from about 2004, 2005, that uh, took hundreds of thousands of acre feet from agricultural use uh, and gave it to Los Angeles and, and San Diego. So they have longstanding. Uh, partnerships and then recent announcements are they're gonna put I think between IID the, the big irrigator down there met and some others they're gonna put about 400,000 acre feet on the table when they don't have to under the uh, existing management frameworks I think uh, potentially uh, you could maybe get a little bit more out of them in the coming years. Um, a lot of this dovetails with efforts to help fix some of the problems at the Salton Sea uh, when you had uh, that large-scale uh, ag to urban transfer that, that begun. Um, That's really part of the major negotiations, right? Uh, absolutely, and, and the federal uh, government uh, over the past month has, has made some major announcements about hundreds of millions of dollars worth of environmental mitigation uh, funding to help fix the problems at the Salton Sea. I was just there. It was a noxious experience. I'd never felt anything like that, never seen anything like that in terms of, of just terrible air quality, uh, you know, saline water that is, I, I, I just can't describe my experience other than a noxious one there. It is, it's a complete disaster. No native plant communities uh, around there. I don't know how humans uh, still live near the Salton Sea. Um, you know, a few years ago, um, there were discussions about the flash flood waters coming out of LA where literally billions of gallons of water go out to sea. And there was talk about doing something about that to be able to recapture those or capture those and that would maybe take some pressure off the Colorado River. Has that ever gone any further? Because even at the time, that was probably a 20 to 30 year project. Yeah, I think you know, any water manager worth his or her salt is constantly thinking about what are we going to do better as it relates to flood water. So I, I hope with uh, all the infrastructure money that is out there, um, you know, I hope entities like MET and LADWP are, you know, taking proactive measures, and I, I would almost guarantee that they are, um, not knowing their management plan by heart off, off the top of my head, but I mean, if, if you're not doing those things, you're absolutely crazy. I think uh, you can look at, you know, what the SNWA has done and, you know, those types of models, I think, in the lower basin are just, you know, that, that's just standard operating procedure. Procedures. You got to do everything you can to capture every drop of flood water. Well, and it's interesting with the surplus uh, that we had seen in California um, that hopefully some of that water would have gone, or some of that money would have gone towards water, uh, but it obviously didn't. Not in the big picture. Let's take a break. We'll come right back more after this timeout. Ring in the holidays with $350,000 big holiday extravaganza at Carson Valley Inn. Over 1,000 winners. Weekly cash, free playing up to 10K in cash every Saturday. And two grand prize drawings. Win up to 20,000 in cash. Tis the season for winning big at the Carson Valley Inn. 
Modern boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Early in the morning or throughout the night, professional truck drivers are on the job, serving you. Safely moving freight that's crucial to our economy. From the oldest industries to our newest innovators. From the exotic to the everyday. Trucks are everywhere, moving everything. Never afraid to embrace a future that makes Nevada and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. Pro Group Management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, Pro Group takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. What fun it is to win during the $100,000 Christmas giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Up to $17,000 in cash and free play giveaways each week. And over $20,000 in giveaways on New Year's Eve, including up to ten dollars in cash. Your good times are at Tamarack Casino. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Kyle Rowrink. He's executive director of the Great Basin Water Network. So as we look at Las Vegas and... Southern Nevada Water Authority has assured the public multiple times that they have the water banked and, and set up with all of the things that you talked about earlier um, in terms of saving water, um, that they can supply the, the Las Vegas Valley, Clark County, um, everywhere from Apex all the way down to Gene um, without a problem. In fact, they cut back um, according to the plan and it was not a painful cutback because they were already prepared for it. But as with that growth that is coming from Apex to Gene, um, when you look at Eastern Nevada and that water and the battles between Utah and Nevada over who actually you know, has control of that water, does it not get to the point where you have to look at that and go, at some point in the not too distant future, maybe within the next 20 years, with a million or more people in the Las Vegas Valley, that that water is going to be needed. I don't know how you add uh, a million more people uh, to the Las Vegas Valley like a lot of the growth boosters it's down there want to do. It's already 200,000 more yeah. than the two million that we talked about a few years ago, you and I. I know, and, and that's what scares me, and that's why I always say you know, the SNWA hasn't you know, hung on to its massive agricultural operation in eastern Nevada because they like beef and, and leather and lamb and wool. Uh, they're hanging on to it because they have serious surface water and groundwater rights. And, um, you know, I, I think under John's leadership, as I always say, I don't think John's going back up there anytime soon to, to do a big export uh, proposal, but uh, you don't know what the future holds. And so I think that's why, that's why 
you know, I remain vigilant on all fronts in terms of making sure that the in integrity of the law that helped give us uh, victories to keep water uh, in communities, in rural communities in eastern Nevada, in ecosystems in eastern Nevada, near places like Great Basin National Park, you know, we want to make sure the integrity of those laws remain. Um, but I, Sam, I mean, this is, this is the multi-billion dollar question uh, for Nevada is, is what do you do with the, uh, with the limited supply in the future? And so I think, you know, one thing that, that we really need to start talking about is, you know, the types of development that, that we're doing uh, in places like Las Vegas. You have to build communities where you don't even give uh, families the opportunity to really, you know, water a, water a garden or, um, you know, use water in, in ways that really can't be done right now. We have to protect people from themselves. And I think, I mean, especially considering some of um, Mr. Ensminger's comments uh, last week at, at CRUA, I think, you know, again, they're leading the way on that. He said, you know, if you want to grow, you, you basically have to have negative water use. You have to be using less. And so I think really where the rubber meets the road there is on the water accounting. You know, are we actually conserving or are we repurposing? So for every, uh, for every lawn you rip out, you know, how many new residents are you inviting? And the scary thing about that is if you're ripping out lawns and then inviting more people rather than ripping out lawns and just conserving the water and not using the water and keeping it in the, in the system, you know, one day you're going to reach a point where, you know, Pat Mulroy used to always say this, she called it demand hardening, where you can't, you're not going to be able to have those offsets anymore. And then what do you do when that day comes when you don't have those offsets? Well, you say, oh, well, we need to augment our supply. And when you hear water managers use the word augment, that means, you know, go import water from, from somewhere else. All right, let's take another break. We'll be back with Carl Roerink after this timeout. Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V dot org. With Nevada's only transplant center and verified burn center, the science is here. With award-winning cardiologists and the state's only dedicated heart failure clinic, the talent is here. With Nevada's most advanced robotic surgery, the technology is here. And with the Silver State's only designated pediatric trauma center, hope is here. All because we are here. UMC. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Snorkel personnel lifts are engineered beyond the industry norm to an uncommon level of safety. 
and durability and with an eye towards sustainability. They're also designed to be simple to operate and maintain. Snorkel, always at the cutting edge of progress. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Carl Rohrink. He is the executive director of the Great Basin Water Network. So I, I get your point about, you know, are we just re reusing it or are we actually saving it? But the reality is that, you know, you look at the, the building pattern for Las Vegas, more stadiums, more hotel casinos, Mirage is going to add another uh, tower uh, to add probably a thousand rooms to their property. Um, this is not slowing down at all in Las Vegas. And, but the, the water usage, A for hotel casinos, is actually pretty low. Um, and taking the water out of agriculture has meant that there's been the ability to use water in a better way. Um, but we have to deal with that reality that the people don't like being in Minnesota in the winter yeah. and they're gonna move to Nevada. Well, I think your, your words there are very interesting, and this is the tension, I think, especially last week at the big Colorado River conferences. You said in a better way, right? So, you know, the implication there being using water to, to grow food products isn't as good as using water to get people to come and gamble in the Mojave Desert and to eat prime rib in the Mojave Desert and you know go to buffets in the Mojave Desert and to you know get drunk in the Mojave Desert. So I think you know there's a number of different value sets there that that you're dealing with and 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 that's where the tension lies. You know try telling try tell telling an irrigator in western Arizona or or Western Colorado or Southern California, that their ability to grow a crop isn't as important as uh, Las Vegas's ability to get you know 45 million people a year to come gamble, or Phoenix's ability to you know build more homes. That's the tension. Okay, but I'll throw in one word as we close here on this particular show: diversification. So it's not just going to be about gambling; it's going to be about all other kinds of industries and including the not too distant to come Ivanpah Airport. Well, That's a topic for another show, is. which I'm asking you to stick around and do. I will. Because we have lots more to talk about, including politics. We'll okay. be right back. Ring in the holidays with $350,000 big holiday extravaganza at Carson Valley Inn. Over 1,000 winners. Weekly cash, free play, and up to 10K in cash every Saturday. And two grand prize drawings. Win up to 20,000 in cash. Tis the season for winning big at the Carson Valley Inn. Truck drivers are some of the hardest working people you'll meet, delivering over 70% of America's freight and 92% of Nevada's. When there's a natural disaster, they're delivering critical supplies to help those communities recover and rebuild. Every sector of the economy and our nation's military rely on truck drivers. So let's take a moment to say thank you. On the open road or city streets, our truck drivers are rolling to make our economy and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. Each day, the Children's Advocacy Alliance partners with leaders, legislators, and families across Nevada to improve children's health, education, economic well-being, and safety. We recognize Nevada will be no better than the state of its children. Be a part of this change. 
be a supporter of the Children's Advocacy Alliance. For more information, go to caanv.org. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. Oh, what fun it is to win during the $100,000 Christmas giveaways at Timura Casino. Up to $17,000 in cash and free play giveaways each week. And over $20,000 in giveaways on New Year's Eve, including up to ten dollars in cash. Your good times are at Timura Casino. Brian Culpa Photography was born in the rolling hills of Massachusetts. And now he can help you experience the stunning beauty of Nevada in a whole new way through the power of flight. Flying has always been a passion for Brian, and at Brian Culpa Photography, he can make your imagination soar. Brian has the creative mind and tools to tell your unique story. Experience the bird's eye view at brianculpaphotography.com. As always, you can watch Nevada Newsmakers 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com. We'll see you on the next show.